Today's shir will begin at the lower part of the Mem Hay Omid Bays. You'll notice a Mishnah, five lines from the bottom of Mem Hay Omid Bays. The Mishnah. The Mishnah is essentially a continuation of our previous uh, topic, the cooking of the Nazir Korban. He's cooking it or subjecting it to shlika. Shlika, sholkan, is either a bit undercooked or, according to other commentaries, overcooking. But it's a form, a level of cooking. The ayol is a ram, a two-year-old sheep. In addition to the chazav shok that a kohen receives from a standard shlomim korban, the chazav being the breast meat and the shok being a uh, part of the leg, the kohen, in the case of a sh- uh, shlomim of a nazir, also receives the zroa, a forearm of the animal. What else does the kohen receive? The chalas matzo achas min hasal, the rokit matzo achas, the nozir shlomim korban, and we've mentioned this in the past, has 20 loaves that accompany it, 10 of each of two varieties of baked goods, and they're referred to here. One is called the matzo type loaf, and the other is called the rokik type loaf. So we have the uh, Kohen receiving the Zroah B'Shela. The B'Shela means cooked Zroah. And the two loaves as well that the Kohen receives. The Nosein Al-Kapi HaNozir. They are placed on the arms of the Nozir. Or literally on the hands of the Nozir. Uh, and Umanifan. And there is a waving ceremony that's done where there's uh, hand movement um, to up and down to the sides, that's called tenufa the achakach, hutar hanozir lishtos yang, and after that, the nozir is allowed to drink wine and defile to the dead we continue at the top of mem vov, omen aleph rabbi shimon omer, kevon shinizrak olov, echod min hadomim Shimon says, once the blood is sprinkled of any of the korbonas, uh, the Nazir bringing three korbonas at the conclusion of his Nazirus, Rabbi Shimon is, we'll say, more flexible or open to the idea of the blood sprinkling of any of the korbonas. That is the point at which the Nazir is allowed to drink wine and defile to the dead, which were, of course, previously prohibited during the Nazirus observance. The Gemara deals with the sources for these uh, opinions. Tonu Rabbonon, V'achar Yishteh HaNozir Yayin. What does this mean? It says, and afterwards the Nozir is entitled to drink wine. Achar HaMaisim Kulon, Divrei Rebbe Eliezer. According to Rebelezer, after all the Nozir required activities, including the haircut. So that according to Rebelezer, the haircut is also ma'akev, is a restrictive factor in allowing the Nozir to resume the drinking of wine and defilement to the dead. Vachachomimimim achar maise yechidi. 
the Chachamim say it's sufficient that one action is done uh, after the after even one korban is sacrificed, the Nazir can resume those things that were prohibited to him. The Rashi at the top, Achar Maisim Kulon, Achar Korbon, V'achar Tiglachas, the Tiglachas Ma'keves Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. The next Rashi, V'chachomim Omrim, Achar Maisi Yechidi, Achar Korbon, V'afal Gav Shadayin Lo Gilach, the Tiglachas Lo Ma'akfo. So we're trying to, with the markings and the way Rashi presents the Sukya, the Machlokis uh, focuses on does the haircut represent a binding factor, a restrictive factor, before the Nazir is able to resume the activities that he, during the Nazirus, he was restricted from. There's a Toysus uh, at the top, Achar Maisi Af. Echod min hadomim. Kinemash masisin. Uchudetoni beperek mishoma v'shoma chavero. One of even after one of the blood uh, of the one of the sacrifices blood is uh, um, applied to the mizbeach, that would be sufficient. The Gemara continues. My tamayu de rabbanon. What's the moker? The source for the rabbanon? What's their reasoning based on? The Gemara says it's based on a kizero shava. Ksiv hocha. The Achar Yishte Anozir Yayin, Uksiv Hosam Achar Hisgalchoi Es Nizro. So you have two uh, Nozir Psukim in which the word Achar appears. Ma Hosam Achar Maisa Yechidi, just like there, it's after one action, which Rashi explains after the haircut, Tenufa is done. So just like after the action of a haircut, tnufa is done after one action, the tnufa is then is then done. So afkan achar ma'isiyachidi. So to here with regard to the drinking of the wine after one action is done. The Gemara asks, Amo Maybe it's necessary to have both the sacrifices and the haircut. In other words, that just the offering of a sacrifice would not be enough. Maybe it's you have to have, in addition to the sacrifices, the haircut as well has to be done. Which uh, we saw the Rabbonin uh, saying it, it's not binding. Well, if that's the case, then what benefit did you derive from the Gezerah Shava Lomeli? What benefit did you, did you derive from the Achar Achar Gezerah Shava? So in order to benefit from that Gezerah Shava, where we saw that after one action, uh, after the haircut, tenufa was done, so too after a korban, then the drinking of the wine can resume. And uh, just to repeat, and you don't need the haircut as well, according to this opinion. Before we go further in the Gemara, we glance at the side, we have a topic heading, HaGemara Mivareras Aliba Deman According to whom, Omar Rav the Tnufa Benazir Malkevis. Rav is going to tell us that the Tnufa, the waving ceremony, is a binding factor with regard to the Nazir before he can drink wine. So there are also uh, two, we'll say, Lishonos in presenting this Sukya, and that's what you see uh, uh, represented by the Roman numerals. 1 and 
two, two, you, of course you'll find almost halfway down, a little less than halfway down, Omid Bays. The Gemara. Omar Rav, Tanufa Benozir Ma'akeves. The waving ceremony that we saw involving the uh, Zra B'Shela and the two loaves, that is a binding ceremony before the Nazir can drink wine. Alibo Daman, according to whom did Rav say this? And we'll go through a couple stages in order to figure this out, and that's what we've highlighted with the double underlining. If you're going to suggest that the Rabbonon will be insistent on the Tnufa, that's unlikely. Tiglachas Amri Rabbonon Lom Akva Tnufa Mibaya. The, the Tiglachas is not binding, it's not a restrictive factor, and we're going to assume for our discussion that the Tiglachas is a more central, a more uh, core oriented uh, activity. And there's reason for that, for saying that, as opposed to the Tanufa, which is viewed in other areas of halacha as a type of additional act, a tangential type act, when it comes to, uh, its, uh, we'll say, its expectation in different areas of halacha, it's called shiore mitzvah. The shiore mitzvah, like the, the leftovers of a mitzvah, the residual aspects of a mitzvah, as opposed to the central uh, expectations of a mitzvah. That's how Tnufa is regarded in general. So, if Rav, who says Tnufa Benozir is Ma'akev, is a statement based on the opinion of the Rabbonan, we reject that. Why? Because even things as important as Tiglachas, that nevertheless is not a binding factor with regard to the wine drinking. Certainly, Tnufa, which is a, a residual element, certainly will not be a binding factor. Elo Alibo the Rebbe Eliezer. It must be a statement that is based on the Tano Rebbe Eliezer. Lugamar asks, if Rav is saying something that's based on the Tano Rebbe Eliezer, that would seem to be terribly obvious. Pshita, that's un, it's it's obvious, it's simple. Rebbe Lozer said that a Nazir will not be allowed to resume drinking wine until all the Nazir uh, mitzvahs are fulfilled. Well, what do I need Rav for then? So the more answer is kapora shorei hochanami lo Since regarding areas where atonement is necessary. And the Tanufa, which is the subject of, Zra, of Rav's Din, uh, is viewed as Shiore Mitzvah. Uh, there's a comment made by the Tisvis in the upper part of the page, in the narrow lines, Shiore Mitzvah hi, Kedomar Perakam Desvachim, Shim Osu Litnufa Shiore Mitzvah, Klomar Shalom Asah. If you treat the Tanufa uh, as a leftover, as a residual element of the Mitzvah, which means you didn't do it. It's a, a type of act, action that the Torah makes reference to, but even if you don't do it, you still achieve the fulfillment of the sacrifice in question, wherever Tanufa happens to appear in the Torah. So, one might have thought that since Tanufa is regarded as Shiore mitzvah, a residual part of the mitzvah, and as Toysva says, elsewhere we know that it's not binding. So here too, by the Nazir, maybe it wouldn't be a restrictive factor. 
Chomash Malon. So Rav is telling us that with regard to the Nazir's ability to resume the drinking of wine and defilement of the dead, the Tnufa must be done. Uh, he's saying that within Rebbe Lezer, even though Rebbe Lezer already has said that you need to have all the actions. But Rav is saying, when he says all the actions, he means literally all the actions, even Tnufa, which is a, an example of Shiore Mitzvah. The Gemara continues at the top of Omid Bey's does Tnufa really represent a restrictive factor? Even according to Rebbe Lezer, here we have a source that we know is in accordance with Rebbe Eliezer. Zos Torah Sanozir. Bein sheyesh lo kapayim, bein sheyesh lo kapayim. The uh, rules of Nazirus ap- ap- apply whether he has hands or doesn't have hands. His hands were amputated. Now, if he doesn't have hands, so he can't do the tnufa. The tnufa is done on the kapayim. We saw that in the pasuk on the hands. So you see from here that it's not me'akev. That the the rules that apply to a nazir, including his uh, ultimate permission to resume drinking wine, uh, apply even if he doesn't have hands. So this would then appear to be a a problem for Rav. The Gemara responds, and you'll note that we have a very long response. We include a lot of information, but it's all part of this general response. The laws of Nazirus apply whether he has hair or he doesn't have hair. Are you going to say that the uh, the haircut is not um, a a binding factor? Tanya, Nazir Mimurat, a Nazir whose hair has been ripped out. First, we'll translate it literally, and then the Gemara will offer a commentary that's different than the literal translation. But in the meantime, the Nazir Memurat, the Nazir who doesn't, whose hair was ripped out, Beishamai says, He doesn't need to uh, have the razor pass over his head. Beishil says that he does have to have a razor uh, uh, pass over, shave his head, even though there's no hair to be shaven. The Ravino, my Einot Sorach Lebe Shamai. What does Einot Sorach that, uh, 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 what does that mean? So, following the Girsa of the Rosh, or the version of the Rosh in the text, we continue reading Tsorich Vien Lo Takona. As far as Beishamai is concerned, the Nozir Memurat, he really needs to have his hair shaven off. And since he doesn't have any hair to shave off, he has no no solution, no hope. And uh, that shows that according to Beishamai, the haircut is me'akev. Ho yeshlo takona. According to Beishilel, he has a solution to enable him to resume the drinking of wine by passing the razor over his head, even though it's not going to be cutting off any hair. Fahainu de Rebbe Pedos. Uh, that which Ravina just said within base Shammai is in accordance with Rebbe Pedos. 
Namely, Ravina uh, said that according to Beishamai, this poor chap, uh, the Nozir Memura, he needs the haircut, but he and but he can't accomplish it because he doesn't have any hair. It's, we said Sarf uh, Takona. This is in line with Rebbe Pedos. The Omar Rebbe Pedos Beishamai Rebeliezer Omru Dover Echad. In other words, Rebbe Lezer also holds that the Nozir requirements must be fulfilled. Just like Beishamai said, a haircut must be accomplished. My Rebbe Lezer, what's the reference uh, uh, to Rebbe Lezer? And Rebbe Lezer, of course, is the, is the central um, opinion in our discussion. Uh, don't forget Rav said his din that uh, that the Tanufa is Ma'akev within the opinion of Rebbe Lezer. So where do we see Rebbe Lezer that's, that's uh, so, let's say, um, fixated on the idea of, of Nozir requirements being considered binding? Desanya, it says regarding the Mitzorah. This is not a Nozir, but it's regarding another situation. You'll see the similarity in a minute. <clears throat> the Mitzorah person who experienced this type of defilement, that Saras defilement, at the conclusion of his Saras defilement, there's a period of a week that he waits for purification, at which time he then brings a sacrifice, and a part of the Mitzorah purification ceremony involves the application of blood of the Korban, the Korban Osha Mitzorah, and oil that's applied to <coughs> different parts of the Mitzorah's body, including the the thumbs of his of his uh, hand and his um, his right hand and his right foot. So it says in that context, "Ein lo boyanyad v'regel, ein lo taroi lomis divrei Reb If the mitzora is missing a thumb of his hand or foot, he cannot achieve purification ever. Rabbi Shimon Omer yanichenu al makomo v'yetze. Or viyotza, uh, Rabbi Shimon says you would place these materials, the uh, blood and the oil, on where the thumb used to be, and that's enough. Chomam omim yanech al shel smoil viyotza. Instead of the uh, the first choice, the right thumbs, Rabbi say you can put it on the left thumbs. Now, for our purposes, we have to let's take stock of what we have just seen. We saw Beishamai saying that the Nozer Memurat, if he can't have his hair cut, so then he has no solution. He, uh, in order for him to be allowed to resume drinking wine, he would have to go through the haircut. And he doesn't have any hair to cut off. And that opinion was paralleled with the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. And you see that Rabbi Eliezer in the case of missing of the limb, like in the case of the Mitzorah, or we saw in the case of the uh, the Rebulezer Brisa at the top of this page, the case of Yesh Lo Kapayim then is being paralleled to the case of Ein Lo Kapayim, which is saying that just like in the case of Ein Lo Kapayim, it can't be fulfilled, even if he has hands, if he doesn't do it, if he doesn't do the action of Tanufa, he hasn't fulfilled his requirements. And the Nazir will not be able to resume the drinking of wine. 
all of that is of course what Rav was saying that Tnufa by Nazir is Me'akev Lishno Achrino Amri Law well we go over this Sugi again with a we'll say a different version Omar Rav Tnufa Benazir Ma'akeves the waving ceremony of a Nazir is a binding or restrictive factor before you can resume drinking wine and defile to the dead Ali Bodeman, according to whom is Rav saying this, Ilemo Ali Rebbe Eliezer. Notice here on the on the the, the first uh, choice, and you can easily contrast this with the uh, stages of analysis in the first Lashon. There, use your markings, use your marks to navigate quickly. You can see back in Lashon number one, the Gemara opened up with Ilemo Ali Rabbonon. Here we're opening up with. If Rav's statement is uh, taught uh, based on the opinion of Rebbe Lezer, well, that would be superfluous. Pshita, that's obvious. Rebbe Lezer already said that a Nozir is not able to resume his uh, previously restricted activities unless he does all the Maisim that the Torah prescribes, including the Tanufa, the waving. Hello, Aliba de Rabbanan. So, Rav said, Tnufa Benozir's Makav, that must be according to the Rabbonan. But now, that gets us involved with a very rigorous back and forth discussion. You can see we have on the side a triangle featured under the Mivnehening. This is a Ma'akav, an attempt to keep track. The triangle facing point up, Kushya, inverted, Tshuva, response. So, the uh, Gemara asks if Rebbe, if Rab is teaching Tnufama Benozir Ma'akevus according to the Rabbonon, Hashto Yeshlomar Tiglachasami Rabbonon Lo Ma'akva Tnufami Baya. The Rabbonon say that even the haircut is not a restrictive factor. Uh, the the Tnufa. All the more so, being as we saw before, we view it as Shiore Mitzvah. It's a residual aspect of the Mitzvah. That should be binding. If the haircut's not binding, then certainly the tufa's not going to be binding. The Gemara responds, Umi lo ma'akva? Can you be so uh, swift to say that the tufa is not binding? Va'atanya. We have a source that says, Zoyis teras hanazir, Bein sheyesh lo kapayim, Ubein she'ein lo kapayim. These are the rules of the nazir, whether he has hands or not. Uh, and it, and that means that just like uh, just like someone that doesn't have hands won't be able to do the tenufa, someone that does have hands, if he doesn't do the tenufa, he is not fulfilling his requirements. So that you see from you're supposed to see from this source that the tenufa is binding. Well, we ask uh, in this drosha, uh, the nazir is uh, presented whether as having hair or not. Are you going to say that the haircut is binding? But we have a brisa that says nazir memurat tar al rosho. If he's a nazir that lacks hair, you don't have to apply the razor to his head. Tzorech. And Basilo says that the Nozimumurot has to pass the razor over his head. Uh, even though no hair is going to be cut off, he goes through that ceremony. And 
And that's enough, even though there's no hair that's going to be cut. Uh, if we just glance together at Rashi, we have a star. To make it easier to find the Rashi, we want to read together. Fifth wide line under the Gemara text in the middle. Let him pass the razor over his head, and he has fulfilled his requirements. The low ma'akfa. He, it's the, the fact that the, the, that the Torah speaks about hair being removed. That's not a, a binding factor. He has this solution. So, in a similar vein, the source that says whether he has or doesn't have hands, it's not binding. And then this would be Vikashya Larova. Some of your souls have Rova. We read before Rav, but for our purposes, it's the same. This would be then a problem for that teaching that Tanufa is Ma'akev. We continue in the Gemara. Omar Rebbe Avino. My Tzorech LeBeis Hillel. When Beis Hillel says Tzorech, you know what that means? Tzorech V'ein Lo Takona. LeBeis Shammai Yesh Lo Takona. As far as Beis Hillel is concerned, and this is, I would say, is the Shita that we're concerned with right now, because uh, we mentioned that Rav said his halacha uh, even according to the Rabbonin. And here you have Beis Hillel, which represents a, a very authoritative opinion, saying that if he doesn't have any hair, he simply has no solution. And that's what Beis Hillel's comment of Tzorach meant. Tzorach, he needs to shave his hair, and he, ha- he has no takona because he doesn't have any hair. That shows us that it's Ma'akev. And by the way, according to Beis Shammai, um, he has a takona, uh, as, uh, though he uh, has his hair is ripped out. All he does is he passes the razor over his head, and, and according to Beishamai, so you see that it's it's not it's not ma'akev. The hair removal is not a binding factor. Now this presentation of Beishamai is upliga the Rebbe Pedos. This is at odds. Uh, with the Rebbe Pedos approach that we saw earlier. According to Rebbe Pedos, as Ravina had presented Beis Shammai, uh, I should say in the, uh, in, the, in the previous Lashon of the Gemara, Rebbe Pedos had paralleled Beis Shammai with Rebbe Eliezer. And with regard to Rebbe Eliezer, so we saw that the absence of the, um, we'll say the of the mitzvah fulfillment re- remained a binding factor. So that was, and, and Rabbi Pedas paralleled Beishamai to that statement of Rabbi Lezer. Here, you see that Beishamai says Yesh Takon, even though he won't be able to fulfill the hair removal aspect, he nevertheless is able to resume the drinking of the wine. Before we go on with the new Mishnah, we glance at the side. We have a Nosei slash Mivne heading. A volcano shape or trapezoid uh, appears. Mikrim shel tiglachas al hakrovas korbon shenimtza posel o shenase sheloi lishma. Haircuts taken on the basis of a korban being offered but found to be unfit or disqualified or having been offered without the proper uh, intention. Lo lishma means without the proper directed intention. 
the Mishnah. Gilachal Hazevach, the Nimsa Posel. A Nazir shaved his head based on a based on one of the sacrifices being offered, and that sacrifice was found to be unfit. The haircut is unfit, and the uh, sacrifices uh, do not count toward his obligation. Regarding this last point, that zvochov lo olulo, let's describe what happened once again. The Nozir, based on the offering of one sacrifice, he took his haircut, but then it was revealed that that sacrifice was unfit. It was puzzle. There were many disqualifying factors that could arise. Whatever it was, the, the sacrifice was found to be unfit. So the haircut that he took is also uh, unacceptable. And as such, he needs to wait another 30 days before he can take a haircut again. In the meantime, after taking that haircut, he also offered the other two Nazir sacrifices. But since he needed to wait 30 days before doing it again, the other sacrifices that he offered were offered prematurely. And therefore, lo alulo, they don't count. They, he doesn't get credit for them. Let's look at the Tesis together. On the upper part of the page, the fourth line from the top, Uzvochov lo Shar The other sacrifices that he offered after the faulty uh, haircut, the uh, disqualified haircut, Lo alulo. Those other sacrifices do not count toward his requirements. Since he had to really wait thirty days until hair growth, at this premature point, the other sacrifices were not fit to be sacrifices for a haircut. We therefore have to consider those other sacrifices being offered before the completion of his Nazirus. And of course, they're unacceptable. We turn back to the Mishnah. One of the Nazir concluding sacrifices is a sin offering. A sin offering that's offered without proper intent is essentially a puzzle sacrifice. It's a disqualified sacrifice. So he had offered a chatos, shalo lishma, and then based on that took the haircut. The achakach hevi korbanoisov lishmon, and then he brought the other sacrifices with proper intent. The haircut that he took was unfit. It was based on a rejected sacrifice. And the other sacrifices that he offered, albeit with nice intention, but they were done likewise prematurely, because at the point that he took his haircut, it was a, a, a disqualified haircut. He had to wait 30 days before he could take a haircut. So those other sacrifices, even though they were offered the Shema, it nevertheless doesn't count. Now, this third scenario we're going to find is going to be a machlokas tanoyim. 
So the Tanakama holds. Regarding a case of the sacrifice of an Ola or a Shlomim, and he did that, he sacrificed them without their specific proper intention. So he took the haircut based on either an Ola or Shlomim sacrificed without proper intention. And so we have stage one, a Shlomim offered Shalom Lishmon, then haircut. And then he takes, he, then he brings the other sacrifices. We have a rule that a sacrifice that, other than a chatas or osham, a sacrifice like an ol or shlomim that are done shalolishman, the sacrifice is kosher but lo It means that the meat, or in the case of the ola, it can be offered on the altar. The korban is kosher per se, but the owner who was required to bring those sacrifices doesn't get credit for them. So as far as the Tanakama is concerned, since the owner is not getting credit for them, it's tantamount to taking the haircut based on a nidova, based on a voluntary sacrifice. That doesn't count. That doesn't, that's not considered a Nazar who fulfilled his haircut requirement. And the same issue comes up. Then he, had, he would have had to wait 30 days, and he, he didn't. He offered the other sacrifices prematurely. And therefore, Zvachav lo alulo, Rabbi Shimon Omer. Rabbi Shimon, though, disagrees. Oiso hazevach lo alulo, avol sh'ar zvachim alu. The first sacrifice, the ola or shlamim, that he did, shelo lishma, it doesn't count for his requirement but the other sacrifices are acceptable. They're kosher. They are not only kosher, they although he gets credit for them. And this is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon who says that a nozir, even if he took a haircut based on the offering of a korban nidova, it would be an acceptable haircut. So we have a situation here as far as Rib Shimon is concerned, because of his shita, that a Nazir who takes his haircut based on a voluntary type korban, this first korban is no worse than that. So we have a kosher haircut, and therefore the other sacrifices were not offered prematurely. As far as the first sacrifice, he needs to bring another one because of the rule that it's lo olu lebailim l'shem choiva. If a Nazir sacrificed all three korbanas and one of them was found to be kosher, in other words, the others not, the haircut that he took is acceptable because his haircut followed one kosher korban, one acceptable korban. The others, though, he will have to make up because they were found to be unfit. Rashi points out that when we say that the haircut is kosher, it's ledivrei hakol. This is something that not only Rabbi Shimon, who we saw was lenient, would accept, but even the Tanakam would accept this. Omar Rav Ado Bar Ava 
Zois Oimeris Kosovrib Shimon from this Mishnah, we can conclude what we said in our explanation that Rib Shimon holds Nozir Shigilach al Shalmei Nidova Yotza. That a Nozir who took his haircut based on the offering of a voluntary Shlomim offering, meaning it's a sacrifice that's not even related to the Nazirus requirement. But nevertheless, he first offered this voluntary Shlomim sacrifice, then took his haircut. He has fulfilled his haircut requirement. My time what's the basis of this leniency? The Yomakra, the Posik says, al The Posik describes the hair being placed on the fire under the Zevachashlomim. The Lokos of Al Shlomov, the Posik doesn't appear in the possessive form, namely, uh, his shlomim, the, the, the nozir shlomim, but rather it speaks about zevach shlomim, shlomim in general, even a voluntary type shlomim offering. That's sufficient for the nozir to fulfill his uh, haircut requirement following such a korban. With that, we conclude our shiur for today.